Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. The Bucks never stop here. You're listening to Green and Growing, hosted by Sparky Pfeiffer and Nathan Marzion. Hey, it's Steve Sparky, 5 for 12.50 a.m. The Fan, along with our guy, Bucks super fan, Nathan Marzian, as uh, we are live everywhere, right? On the Sparky Radio Twitter account, uh, at 12.50 a.m. The Fan's Twitter account. We're also live for the first time, I think, if it's working, cross your fingers, on the Odyssey Sports YouTube page uh, as well right now. Of course, follow Nathan Marzian, at Nathan Marzian. He's going to put us in Twitter spaces. So we'll have that uh, as well. So hopefully there's a bunch of people checking us out and listening to us. Uh, 136 to 92 with about 90 seconds to go in this one between the Bucks and Celtics. Uh, if uh, this is the first time you uh, seeing that the Celtics and Bucks were playing tonight, I'm like, oh boy, uh, Bucks crushing them. Uh, not, not, not exactly. No, that's not exactly what's happening. 56% from the floor for the Celtics right now. 51% from three, 21 of 41. Bucks 31% from three, 13 of 42. Overall, though, 36.5% from the floor for the Milwaukee Bucks. Rebounding, three rebound difference, 47-44. Boston uh, advantage there. Giannis, 24 points and seven boards. Uh, Middleton, five of 13, 13 points for him. I don't need to hear anymore. I don't need to hear anymore. This is going to be good. Marzian is pissed. Marzian literally texted me. He's like, dude, I just want to get this over with. Can we start now? I said, well, I'm in Oak Creek. I got to drive into the station, man. I'll, I'll get ready and I'll go and got out of the house, came here, knew he was all fired up. Uh, we got a Twitter poll to do uh, as well. On, on Thursday, we do our Twitter poll question. All right, so reactions to the game, Mr. Marzian. Go for it. I was as big of a beatdown as you're going to get. I mean, we couldn't do anything right. We couldn't hit a shot. We couldn't stop turning the ball over. They couldn't miss. Tatum and Brown were amazing. Giannis struggled. Uh, you know, our big three struggled. I mean, it, it was just, it was a downright, it was a beatdown. I mean, there's nothing, there's no other way to put it. And, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to use the the back-to-back five games in seven days. Like, that. I'm not going to say that that's the whole reason this happened. Is it part of the reason? Yes, I'm sure it is. But, you know, that, that doesn't, that's not a 45, 50 point swing. You know, that's, that's something that, okay, if they had lost by 10, you could maybe say that that's maybe a reason they lost, but this was just the Celtics came to play. The Bucks did not. And, you know, credit to Boston. They were fantastic. And they just seemed to, they hit everything when they play us and 
the Bucks just can't do much well against them when we play them. Our role players suck. And yeah, I mean, it's, it's just one of those games that's like, all right, wake up call. You know, this, this thing's not over. We still got to fight to get the one seed. And, you know, this isn't going to be some cakewalk to the NBA finals or anything We're we got to, we got to wake up. Could be a good thing for us. We're going to, we're going to find out if this ends up being, you know, something that just was a, a, you know, something that predicted our demise or it's something that kind of you are overreacting. Like you are over the top negative and just in your feelings right now, Marzian. Let let me say, hold on, hold on. Let me, let me get something straight though. I'm not, I'm not all saying that the buck season is crashing down or anything. I'm saying, all right, we're going to see, is this going to be something that game means nothing. I mean, it's just not, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to say it means nothing. Cause I think it does. They they were playing five games in seven days. These dudes haven't played since Tuesday. This game meant nothing. Boston just got embarrassed on Tuesday and were pissed off and wanted to prove a point. All they've heard all week long is, boy, the Bucs win, this thing's over. They came out looking for blood. The Bucs came out trying to get to a couple of days off and rest. There is a huge difference where these two franchises were going into this game tonight. Huge difference. In the very first quarter, you could see the Bucs had no energy on defense. None. Guys were missing shots, air balls, front of the rims. Their legs were spent. This game was done in the first quarter. You could tell by watching, like, it's over. There's just no way. One had all the energy in the the world. The other one was zapped. Giannis looked like he was tired. They all looked tired. Every one of them. So, I mean, from that perspective, and I was fearful that this may be how this is going to go. I saw on Twitter people overreacting and freaking out about this. I'm sorry. There is no reason at all to be freaking out and mad. Marzan's not mad, but just in general, for those of you listening, there's no reason to be freaking out and mad and bent out of shape because you got beat at home by the Celtics the way they did. Like, it's fine. It's not a big deal. You're not going to play, you know, whatever this case may be with the Celtics coming off a rest when you get to the playoffs. You're going to see them in the Eastern Conference Finals, just like you were before tonight. You're going to have home court advantage, more than likely, in the Eastern Conference Finals. And then we're going to see what's going to happen and what's going to play out. And this game right here will mean uh, not a damn thing. I'll tell you when it may mean something. It may mean something in game one of that series when the Bucks locker room is like, do you remember the last time we saw these dudes? Remember what they did to us last time? So that may get them a little extra motivated and kicked up. But again, Eastern Conference Finals, shouldn't need anything else to get you motivated at that point. But either way, so it may come up in the Bucks locker room of what happened the last time to get them a little additionally fired up, I guess. But outside of that, I mean, it is what it is. Like, if I'm Bud and this game's done, it's like, all right, dude, shower up, go home or whatever. Do they go on the road after this? I didn't even look at the schedule. I don't know. No, but, we have, so they're home now? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So shower up, go home, chill out. Not even going to have practice tomorrow. Just take the day off, get some rest and relaxation, and we'll come back. I'm not watching. We're not watching this film. We're not looking at this film. We're just moving on and getting ready for our next game. That's it because there is nothing to take away from this game as far as I'm concerned. Now, obviously, you see stuff that you differ on, so please tell me what, what you see. Say, look, this is not at all me saying, oh, the Bucs all of a sudden are screwed and we're not beating the Celtics and, you know, this is some huge turning point. I'm not saying that. All I'm saying is I'm not going to take nothing away from a 50-point blowout against the team that is, you know, your biggest threat in the NBA, essentially. I'll at least say, okay, like this coming into this game, I would have been like, all right, um, 70 to 75% sure. 
sure, we're beating the Celtics in a seven-game series right now. After this game, all right, I'm 60% sure. Like that, it dropped me a, a decent amount. Do I still would I still pick the Bucks in a series right now? Yes, I would. I'm not, I'm not turning on that. I'm not changing that. I would. But I mean, it, it, you, I'm not going to sit here and say it, this game meant nothing. I feel if like the Bucs would have beat the Celtics by the same score with reverse situation, I would have said the exact same thing. This game See, means I, nothing. Don't read into it, Bucks fans. They're dead dog tired. The Bucs are rested. Let's not overreact to this meaningless win. That is exactly what I would have said had it been the reverse situation because of physically how spent the Bucs look tonight. See, yeah, and that's 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 where we differ. Whereas if the Bucks had done this to the Celtics, I would have, I for sure would have at least had a little bit of like, okay, like this shows something that we beat them on their right. home court by fifty. Like that means something, and so I will, I will say the same thing the opposite way. Like I'll say, all right, I mean it, it, it moves me a little bit, just because, again, it's it's a game that even I expected, you know, I, I expected this to be a. A very very tough game, just given the circumstances, given the Bucks having a brutal schedule lately, and you know I didn't go into this game saying, "Oh, the Bucks are going to kill them." Like this wasn't some expected. Like no, I don't think anyone really expected us to come in and like easily win this game. But I just, I, I mean, I definitely expect them to put up more of a fight than they did. I didn't expect, and, and I don't know. It's frustrating because so much of it comes down to just shooting. At halftime, you know, we're three of twenty-two, and the Celtics are. 10 of 21, or I don't know what the heck they were, but I mean, that's the difference right there. Like that's 22, 23 points or whatever the hell it is that 21 points. And that's the difference in the, like, that's, that's what it comes down to is we couldn't make a dang shot. Tatum and Brown could hit everything. And, you know, again, props to them. I'm not saying it's lucky or anything. I'm just saying like it came down to shooting. I, but at the same time, do, do we trust that this team's going to, you know, shoot it super well in the playoffs against Boston? Cause it just seems to be a pattern. It seems to be that they can never do that. And for whatever reason, the Celtics seem to get red hot when they play us. Like in theory, I think everything's fine. But when you see it with this specific matchup, you know, this stuff happen a lot. It just makes you think like, okay, why should I think that things are going to go differently in the playoffs? I think Giannis will be fine. I think Chris Middleton will be fine. And, you know, in the playoffs, Drew's offense is going to be spotty, but like he'll be fine. The rest of the guys I don't really trust, and I just I don't trust that the Celtics aren't going to shoot fifty percent from three against us in the playoffs. So it's it's just hard to predict. Now, if you took that segment that you just talked about, you would think that you were picking the Celtics in a series against the Bucks after what you just said for the last two minutes about oh wow boy the Celtics man you know they just really have our number when we play them they shoot really well when they play them. Okay, let's let's turn this around. I'm, I'm gonna go to topic number two here because I feel like you need some emotional support. Okay, is this a concerning trend of Boston beating the Bucks? And uh, again, people, uh, uh, those of you on Twitter, from time to time, I will like something that you have. And more than likely, if I like something that you have, that means it's going to be used on one of these podcasts. If it's a Packer one, on the Curtin Long podcast. If it's Bucks, it'll be on this one. If it's a PBA bowling one, it's on the Spare Time Bowling Show podcast. By the way, uh, so we have we have two hundred forty people in the Twitter spaces right now. So a lot of people tuning in to good. appear. Thank you. Yes, yeah. in misery, or at least me in misery. Yes, and again, you can listen to the, the Green and Growing podcast. We record normally on Tuesday and Thursday nights, or posted Wednesday and Friday mornings, uh, and anywhere podcasts uh, you want to download them. Odyssey, uh, whether it be Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple, 
all of them for Green and Growing. And right now we're live on our Odyssey Sports YouTube page as well. We started posting the YouTube videos as well. Those go up a couple of days after the audio podcasts go up. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow alternate routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Paul Brassy 25. I've known this dude for a long time. So he tweets out, I see a lot of five games in seven nights or back-to-back cope out there. That's legit for last Saturday's game in Denver. But we now have multiple games like this against Boston in the past 10 months. There's a clear matchup slash talent slash coaching problem that needs to be solved. Next tweet. Last five games against Boston, game six and seven of the playoffs. They stepped on our throats Christmas Day. They stepped on our throats Valentine's Day. Their second string team takes us to overtime. And now tonight, down by 30, admit it, we have a problem. Bud and this team need some major reflection and adjustments, says Paul Pressey, 25, on Twitter. After hearing your last couple of minute spiel leading into reading this tweet, I feel like Nathan Marzian, Bucks super fan, president of the Giannis fan club, agrees with Paul Pressey, 25, that there is serious concern here. I'm not, I'm not saying serious concern, but there has to be at least a little bit. Like, I'm not going to watch the same thing happen a lot and say, oh, it means nothing. You know, I'm not going to say that. Like, all I'm saying, and like I said, this game this game took me from, yeah, I'm, I'm really confident that the Bucs could beat the Celtics to, all right, I'm, I'm a little bit less confident. You know, I'm not, I'm not saying that it completely flipped me. I'm not saying that you know, I'm not going to let 48 minutes of basketball just change my entire view on two teams. But all I'm saying is, okay, we've now seen this multiple times where, you know, there's, there's, it, it gives me, even though I just think, you know, in general, the Bucks are a better team than the Celtics and like should be fine against them. You have to have a little bit of concern just based on how the Celtics have played them and, you know, how the Bucks role players have played in those games and how the Celtics role players have played in those games. There's just reason to have doubt, even when you feel like you shouldn't have doubt. Like it just, you, you have to have some doubt because, We've seen it plenty of times. And like I said, 
I, you know, I, I don't have doubt with, with Giannis. I don't have doubt with Chris and even Drew. Like, I think those guys will be fine in a seven game series when, you know, the stakes are high and they've proven they can do it before. Like, I, I don't, I don't doubt those guys at all, but the role players on both sides, like there's, there's reason to doubt what the Bucks role players can do compared to what the Celtics role players can do, you know, just because based on what we've seen, that's all I'm saying. And I'm okay. not saying I'm not saying it's a guarantee it's not going to happen. You I'm see just me shake my hand. That's why his voice is raising. Go ahead. There, I'm just saying there is reason. Like, I don't know how you can watch this happen and just be like, it. there's, you know, I take nothing away from it and nothing. I'm not changing your stance at all. Like, Not at all, no. Because, look, the, the last time we saw this team, you didn't have Crowder. You didn't have Joe Ingles. You didn't have that. And you can say all you want about these dudes both being old Crowder, and slow. Crowder was bad tonight, by the yes, way. Yes, agreed. Again, no, I'm not arguing with you, but all I'm saying is you didn't have these dudes in that playoff series and you could say whatever you want about them being old and slow or whatever, but there's something to say about veteran grit uh, and in big game situations and in locker room moments and in leading up to game moments and stuff that happens in a huddle with inside the game. All of those things are big moments and you can say, well, PJ Tucker had like two points a game or whatever on that finals run. Sure. Fine. But there were other things that he was very critical in helping with that Bucks team that helped get them over the top. Whether you want to talk about it or not, he was critical in that stretch. And this, to me here, is the biggest difference, is both of those guys, hopefully, Roger Fingers, will be healthy for this playoff stretch and will be able to help in a meaningful way. Javon Carter, you know, is better now than he was prior. So I think Javon Carter can help this team in a meaningful way at the same point. My concern and if you listen to the last Green Growing podcast, I look like a savant right now, is Drew Holiday with Chris Middleton in the lineup. We, we saw it. Last night, no Middleton. Drew Holiday goes off. Sets a Bucks record, goes 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 crazy. An NBA record, I think, right? Is it him and Kareem or something like that? Anyways, Bucks record, I think it is. And you go through that, and he goes crazy. Tonight, he took eight shots. Ah, again, two of eight, fine. But, but eight shots. And we go back to being what we always are, which is him third wheel watching the other two. And I'm sorry, this has to change. I'll tell you the other thing that has to change. When you get a mismatch, a big against a guard, get him the damn basketball. I'm watching Brogdon on Brooke Lopez, watching Grant Williams on Brooke Lopez, not getting the ball. And then when he does get the ball, he's out by the three-point line. Like, that can't happen. Now, again, this isn't a postseason game. We're not making strategy changes game to game in a series and so forth. But if their thought process is we're going to defend Brooke with a small because they are going to give him the ball down there anyhow because they want to shoot threes all night, then that's going to be a coaching issue, and I'm going to go off on Bud if that happens in a seven-game series over and over again. But tonight, they had opportunities to go get Brooke, that ball down there, and they didn't do it. And that, to me, is frustrating. But again... I'm going to chalk part of this up to, obviously, they're tired. And they were dead dog tired coming in this game. You could see in the first quarter they were tired, and Boston looked fresh. So until we see both these teams fresh with both their full rosters and game one of the playoffs at Pfizer Forum, when that happens, and then him, Nathan and I are on after the game doing this, because that's probably how this is going to go, and we're doing this, and they lose by 40, and it looks as bad as this, then I'll say, okay, yeah, we got big problems. You guys were right. I was wrong. But until we see it in a playoff game, when the intensity ratchets is up, now you're really game planning and really taking things seriously. Then I, I, I think then it's something to talk about tonight. 
There are things that irritated me, right? Drew not being as assertive as he was last night, which you knew was going to happen as soon as Milton stepped back on the court. So that was one part of it that irritated me. The other part of it was not going to Brooke Lopez when you should have been going to Brooke Lopez uh, underneath. You, there's got to be, we talked about this earlier in the year too on Green and Growing, of when things aren't going well from outside, what then? That you have a what then in Brooke Lopez. Like the dude is damn good by the rim if you let him just go, especially when they don't have a bunch of bigs anyhow in Boston to have to deal with. Like that should have been something of, all right, to hell with it. The first time out, my everybody's tired out there digging down and trying to figure this out. Let's have Brooke go beat down on inside and let's see what happens to keep us in this game getting two-point baskets and see if we can get our legs back. But we didn't we didn't want to do that. We wanted to throw alley oops, try and run and hit threes. And that's fine, but you kind of did yourself in at that point. And hopefully in the playoffs, this changes if this scenario comes up again. Folks, they're not going to shoot well from three every game. The Bucs are not. Boston is not going to shoot well from three every game for seven games. They're not either. So they're also going to have to find ways to win to beat the Bucs in games when Tatum and Jalen Brown aren't playing well. But just imagine if Holiday Middleton and Giannis, we talked about this in the last podcast, you know, all through of 25 in a game, Boston doesn't have that third guy. They don't. They they don't have what the Bucs have. And to me, that's what makes me feel comfortable providing they get Drew Holiday going. So I'll ask you this question because I'm trying to get your morale up. What are you comfortable in in a series against the Celtics right now? You're sitting back, you're going, Bucs win, probably win this series because what makes you comfortable and make you fall asleep with a smile on your face tonight? Giannis is the best player in the series. Yep. Uh, our top three is better than their top three. Okay, two. Good. Our top four is better than their top four. Ooh, he's expanded it. We'll have home court, which didn't help us tonight, obviously, and I don't think the Celtics are, like, you know, afraid of coming to Milwaukee, but it does help compared to playing in Boston, so that helps me sleep at night a little are bit. You saying Bo- Do you think Boston has a better home court than Milwaukee? Uh, yeah. Really? I think so. All right. I think overall our defense is better than theirs when, you know, when we're at our best and when we're locked in in the playoffs, I think our defense will be better. Like there, there's plenty to me on, on paper and just looking at it. That makes me say, okay, you know, the bucks are better and play no defense tonight. Yeah. I mean, but again, I'm see, there's the thing is we're like, I'll look at them not playing a ton of defense, the Celtics playing a ton of shots and us being terrible from three. And I'll say, yeah, like I can chalk that stuff up to to the five games in seven days stuff. We're like, okay, that's probably a reason you're going to shoot worse. That's probably a reason you're going to be worse defending on the perimeter. Like that's normal stuff. But when you lose this bad and when it just, you know, when it happens cont- continuously and again, seeing this happen with Boston several times, like I said, I'm not at all shifting to the other side. All I'm saying is I'm not going to sit here and say, I'm not taking anything away from this game and it means nothing. and you know, all that. Like, I think this does need to be a little bit of a, a wake up call to them that, and the other thing that helps me sleep at night is knowing that, you know, they talked about, like, they're not going to, they're not going to show everything that, you know, show their hand too much against Boston. And obviously they didn't, you know, whatever they did tonight probably wasn't going to show any of the hand. It was fully was covered say, with a glove. They, yeah, showed they had nothing tonight. And if, <laughs> even if they did show whatever they're going to show, that wasn't going to, that probably wasn't going to stop anything, but it's, it's like this, I don't know. I'm still not, I'm still, I don't think this is like 
exactly what we're going to see in the playoffs or anything like that. So there's plenty to be feel fine about. All I'm all I'm saying is I'm not going to sit up here and just be like, they're they're you know, absolutely nothing has has changed and this game means nothing because I don't I don't think that's true. Because again, we were on the other side of this and we went into their place and you know beat them by fifty. No matter who they had out, no matter who you know what, what they had as as far as rest. I'd say, okay, this, this means something like this is, you know, something that's going to change my view a little bit. And so I'll do the same on the other side. I got some tweets uh, coming in here. Tyler uh, tweets, pitiful, embarrassing, humiliating in every aspect, hard to find a positive in this uh, says Tyler. It really yeah, wasn't man. positive. I don't think there was, I mean, there nothing went right. Like sure. that was again, as There's I said, a positive. That, was, that was as big of a beatdown as you're going to get. I mean, they were up 45 on us. There's a positive. Like, what? There's a positive in this game. Uh, the po- the only positive I can think of is that it wakes them the hell up. And no, just the like, positive is you're healthy. You got out of this game. Yeah, you got your butt kicked. You're still healthy. This was the best injury report they probably had all year as far as who was available to play and who wasn't. They only had one dude out. So, I mean, from that perspective, this is about as healthy as you've been. Now, can you keep this health up the rest of the way? That's the question. But this would have been obviously way worse had you had somebody dinged up and cost them a couple of weeks or something like that. So, yeah, I mean, the only positive really is, but it's a big one because you need everybody healthy for the playoffs, is that you're healthy walking away from this game and you, you still feel like you're okay, I think, going forward. Agreed? Yeah, I mean, I guess I just, I'm you. like, I'm not going to be like, oh, well, nobody got hurt. Great game. No, like, hey. I, you, you are the, see what I don't understand about you right now. If you've listened to this podcast before, or all year, we've been doing it so the whole buck season. If you've listened to this before, Marzion is the ray of sunshine for the most part, right? He's the one yelling at you negative Bucks fans on the podcast and getting all. Uh, but tonight, he says he's not mad, but I can tell by looking at Marzion, he's he, he's a little perturbed about this. Then I can yeah. see people from Boston were tweeting at him on top of it. I got there's 317 people in this space, and I'm sure at least 250 of them are Celtics fans. Hi, Boston Celtics fans. Oh, just good. Well, we'll be here after Buck Celtics games in the playoffs. Yeah. So feel hey, free join to join us. us. Hey, hold on, hold on. Before I want to tell every Celtics fan in here to join us. They're all laughing right now. They're all sending their laughing emojis. Please join us after we beat you guys in the playoffs. I want you in the space as well. <laughs> Stop. So just, See, now there's no need to run your mouth like this, Adam. There's no need. That's why I got to hang out. I'm still us. on this side. I'm still on the same side. I'm still, even though, yes, this game pissed me off and this game sucks and you know, does it make me a little bit more worried? Yes, but I'm just telling you, when we win this series, hey, come see Sarah me. Sarah and right. Rhodes. I'm here when we lose. I'll be here when we win. I'm here right. all the time. Sarah and Road Suites at Sparky Radio. Boston isn't intimidated at all by Giannis. I think that's probably true. The only difference in that, in saying that is, they were running jerseys at him all night when he got the ball. I mean, if you're not intimidated, then let Tatum guard him one-on-one. Or let Williams guard him one-on-one. If you're not intimidated, go do it. But that's not how this goes. They run two and three guys at him. Giannis talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Somebody asked him a question in a presser about um, one-on-one. And Giannis just laughed and said, nobody guards me one-on-one. I'd love to see somebody guard me one-on-one. It doesn't happen. So you could say, well, the Celtics aren't intimidated. Well, they're running two or three guys at him. So they have to be intimidated a little bit, Nathan. Yeah, I mean, it's not that they're not intimidated of Giannis. It's that I think they're just not intimidated of leaving other guys open. I think they're they're more than comfortable just saying we're going to throw guys at Giannis and just, you know, let other people try to beat us because it showed again tonight they they didn't do it and it's like and again, 
this isn't necessarily just a Buck Celtics thing, but it, it it's concerning to me too now that it's a pattern of you know the role players not hitting threes in the big games and the Bucks just not being able to shoot in any of these big games against good teams. And it's like I don't know what it is. It's not that they're not getting open looks. It's not that they're not getting their threes. They just can't make them. And again, uh, some of this does have to do with the five games in seven days, back to back, all that. But it's a pattern. You know, it's something that I'm at least going to say, okay, I need to keep an eye on this. I'm like, this is making me a little bit le- a little bit more worried. I'm not going to act like it's nothing. You know, again, that that's my whole that's my whole thing of this. Every since I got on this thing, you know, anything bad I'm saying, I'm not acting like I'm completely changing sides or anything at all. I'm just saying I'm going to take a little bit away from these games. I'm going to be a little bit more, more, I don't want to say worried, but just cautious and like, you know, not get too ahead of ourselves and stuff. I just think that there's still plenty that needs to be proven with this team. He is Nathan Marzian. Follow him on Twitter at Nathan Marzian. Follow me at Sparky Radio, 1250 AM, com. You want to check out all the weekly interviews and stuff I do uh, throughout the course of the year. Feel free to do so. Just got done talking to Rick Schlesinger earlier this week, the president of business operations for the Brewers. You want to go check out that interview. Uh, don't forget Green and Growing Podcast. You can download it wherever you download your favorite podcast, plus the Odyssey Sports YouTube page. Uh, you can go and watch our videos there. Uh, as well of the different podcasts. All right, uh, last topic. Every Thursday, for those of you new, we always do a Twitter poll Thursday on Nathan Marzian's account, uh, which everybody is familiar with, at Nathan Marzian. So let's talk about the... All these Celtics fans are are very familiar with it because they're on my my ass every time we play. (laughs) They're on my ass when we're not even playing. Twitter poll question of the week. I see all these Everyone in here, and they're all laughing. I see everyone in here on 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 my tweets every time. Even... Bucks are playing some random game, you know, in freaking January against a different team. And it's like they lose. And I got Celtics fans immediately in my mentions. I respect it, guys. I respect the hustle. I respect the hustle. The Celtics yeah. are the they are the most ruthless Twitter fan base, in my opinion, 100 percent based on my experience. Sixers fans are second, but Celtics fans are just you can't be beat. OK, good. What are the Twitter results of the poll question uh, that you put up earlier this evening? Now, I can predict. uh what it's going to be and what to go ahead and tell everybody the question. So the question was, which team is better the 2021 title team or this current team? Uh, 4,600 votes, 79% said this current team is better. And I do hundred percent believe this current team is better. Yes. I don't, I don't know what's going to happen in the playoffs and I really don't care what happens in the playoffs. I will say this team just top to bottom depth wise. Giannis is even a little bit better than he was a couple years ago. Like, they're better and Drew's better, Brooks better. I they're the better team. They're they're this better bench team. is better. Yeah, they're, they're they're much deeper. They are better than they were two years ago. I hope they show it. I hope that it actually comes to fruition. But when you actually look at the team, they are better. And I it's hard to argue against that. Really, the only thing you lost from the 2021 team is PJ Tucker. But I mean, you've got several guys that have, you know, you have instead of him that make up for him. So and again, as I said, the top is better than it was before because Brooks been even better than he was. Giannis is even better than he was. Drew has been better than he was. Like I, I don't know. And again, Celtics fans in here right now are going to be like, "Yo, Giannis sucks. Like he's he he was terrible tonight. He's not better than he was." I mean, again, we didn't look like it tonight, but I mean, I promise you, this team on paper is better than they were two years ago. Yeah, they're definitely better on paper. Um, and I, again, this game didn't mean much to me. I'm not really concerned about the Celtics at all, to be honest with you. Um, we'll, we'll see what wait, happens. Wait, 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 wait. So when you say that, you're not concerned about the Celtics. Are you saying 
not like not a sweep concerned. or anything. I'm not saying it's gonna be a sweep or anything, but I, I think you're the Bucks probably that they, you're not concerned the Celtics could beat us. No, I think the Bucks probably win in a series six six game series, maybe. Okay, that's like fair. That. Like that's a, that that's fair to say, Bucks. That you think the Bucks, Bucks are and six, six, right? It's, Isn't it's, that the well, thing? I cannot. There's no way I could say I'm not concerned about the Celtics at all. You know, like I they're as good as I feel about the Bucks. Still, like I still feel good about the Bucks. I still think the Bucks are going to win the NBA title. The Celtics are our biggest threat, and they're yeah. You know, but, but wait a second, again, you've got a rookie coach. How what you've got a rookie coach. He's never I know, been but, a head coach in the playoffs before. I get it. I get it. But based on how you know how we've looked against them in you know recent mm-hmm. games and everything, I just don't know how you could be like I'm. I'm not at, like there's no concern there. There's no. I'm not at all worried about that. There. I'm not saying we're going to lose. I'm just saying you have to take that. I to me that's the series that I'm like. All right, like let's go. Like this is the one we got to get past. Yeah, and, I think Boston is the toughest matchup for the Bucks in the Eastern Conference for sure. It's definitely Boston. And then behind who, Boston is probably Philadelphia after that, right? Who in the, but you're saying in the East, who in the West is tougher for us than Boston? Well, I want to see. I mean, there's I, – I have concerns still about the Suns. I told you that when they got Durant. I, I still have concerns about what that's going to look like with Durant and Booker. They've got a big to go along with it. Um, and DeAndre Aiden, I, I think they're, they're going to be a concern. And then who was it? Chris Mannix, I think it was, uh, said that the Lakers will represent the West. Uh, in the NBA Finals. I think he put that out there today, that he believes the Lakers are going to make a run uh, to the NBA Finals. And that would be interesting, too. I have no faith in that happening because Anthony Davis and LeBron James probably will not stay healthy the entire playoff run. Okay, hold on. I just want to... You brought... So, if LeBron and AD were healthy, are you more worried about them than you are the Celtics? Like, how are you even thinking about this? How are you even thinking... It's the yeah. Celtics every day of the week. Yeah, no, no. I'd be more concerned about LeBron and AD than I am Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. You're Brown. trolling me right now. You are trolling me. No, no, no. LeBron and AD? Absolutely. I'd be more concerned about LeBron and AD healthy than I would be Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. Oh, for sure. No doubt. I am the biggest Celtics hater there is. I'm not a Celtics but... hater. I'm just being honest. Like, if you told me those two, first of all, Anthony Davis is long and is a problem. Okay, Tatum is a is a nice forward, sure. We saw him disappear against the Suns last year. So you don't even know if he'll even show up for the series. And then Jalen Brown, he's played just as well. So Brown might be more of a threat than Tatum at this point to the Bucs going forward. But again, when you start talking about how deep this Bucs team is and what this Bucs team can throw at him, yes. We're talking about LeBron and that matchup for the Bucs and then AD and that matchup for the Bucs. To me, I feel much better matching up against Tatum and Jalen Brown then I would be a healthy LeBron and a healthy AD. But again, having said that, I don't think they're going to be healthy through the whole playoff run. And I don't think the Bucs have anything to be concerned about having to see them in the playoffs. But would I be more concerned about those two? Yeah. Durant? More of a problem than Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown, for sure. Without question. We've been through that. Yes, but LeBron LeBron or AD, no. And there's also the rest of the team. You're not playing against one player or two players. The Celtics role players are far better than the role players on either the Lakers or the Suns. It's not even close. Lakers have gotten better. Far better. Their defense is far better than those two players. Yeah, it's, defense. Than, their, their defense is far better than those two teams. Yes. I mean, it, it's not even to me. It's like, and again, I I I firmly believe that I I believe the Bucks will beat the Celtics in the playoffs, and I believe the Bucks will win the NBA title. But the Celtics are the team. The Celtics are. If there's a team you're worried about, it is them, and it is that is the test. This is like. The freaking 
Bulls going, you know, having to get past the Pistons. We're back in the 19, late 1980s, early 90s, whatever it was. Nin- early 90s, I think it was. This is that. Like, you have to get past that team. Who is who? We are the freaking Bulls, Wait, and they I, are the Pistons. Did I miss something here? Oh, so oh, I, oh, we're the champs. They have to get past us, right? Is that what no, you're saying? Well, no, I mean, they beat us last year. Oh, who cares about last year? Whatever. You didn't have Middleton. That means nothing to me. I know, but I'm just saying, just this, is that the team, this is the team that you've got to get past. Like, this, to me, it's and it's always been this way. The whole year, okay, it is it is the Bucks and the Celtics. You know, the Sixers, I don't think, are beating the Celtics. If they have to match them up in the second round, the Celtics have their number. Um, it's going to be us and them. And if we get past them, and if, I think we win the finals. If they get past us, I think they win the finals. That's what they said last year, and they choked. Eh, I mean, I don't think that was. I don't think everyone agreed that that was the finals. Whereas this year, it seems it seems much more. There, there's two real, real, real contenders, and everyone else is a little bit below that. Well, Last I year think was not that way. we're going to find out if Missoula really is as good as he is, and when he gets to the playoffs, because listen, Bootenholzer won a championship for the Bucks. Yes, and I tell everybody to stay off of Bootenholzer. He won a championship. Leave him alone. But when you get to the playoffs, we've seen it. Bucks struggle games one and two of series with Boonholzer has been a thing going now for the last couple of years. Then they figure it out and then they end the series. That tends to be what happened. So it could be that they come back five or four them. Boston wins the first two in, in Milwaukee and all of a sudden the Bucks win the next two and now we have a series. Who knows? I, I just think this Bucks team is better than that Celtics team. And if I'm wrong, is, that's fine. It, I'll be wrong if is, I'm wrong. No, that is true. This Bucks team is better than that Celtics team. Regardless of what we saw tonight, like I believe that. All I'm saying is you can be a better team and then that team just has your number. And that's the only thing I'm worried about right now is like that, that team has, they could have our number and they could just be a team that, man, like we should beat them. We just, they're, we can't, you know, that Jaden and Brown are always going to go off against us and our role players won't show up. Like, I'm just saying, this could be something we end up saying down the road. And that's all I'm worried about. Like I, can you cite me an example of a team that was better than the other team? And year in and year out, struggled to beat them in the playoffs, even though they were the better team throughout the rest of the year. Because, like, for me, I'm just using my Wisconsin knowledge, right? The Packers, back in the 90s, couldn't go to Dallas and beat the Cowboys to save their life. To me, you can't say they're better than the Cowboys if you can't beat the Cowboys, and the Cowboys are putting championship rings on their fingers, and you can't get past them, right? Packers were probably the second-best team, them or the Niners, and the Cowboys. They were the three teams. Packers could never get to the Super Bowl. The year they got to the Super Bowl was because they didn't have to play Dallas. Dallas got knocked off. They ended up having Carolina come to Green Bay. That's how they went on to win that Super Bowl with Brett Favre and Leroy Butler and Reggie White and those guys. So that was their their bugaboo, I guess, that hung up on them that they couldn't get past the Dallas Cowboys. The Celtics thing, I don't know. If the Celtics beat the Bucs this year, then fine. I'll get down with you. All right. They got the Bucs number. I have no idea how you're going to get past these dudes, but yeah, you're right. They got the Bucks number. That's my whole point. That's what I'm worried about is like this, like I'm kind of looking ahead towards that and saying, is there a chance that that could be the case? I'm not saying that it hundred percent is the case right now. I'm just right. saying, could that be the case? Maybe that's what I'm worried about. That's what I'm concerned. Could lose like that's We could lose the series and just, I I'm worried about that. But again, do I believe the Bucks are the better team? Yes. Do I believe the Bucks will win the series? If I was, you know, putting money down on it. And if I was just making my prediction, yes, I do. I firmly believe it. I not going to let one game change my, change my view of that. But as I've said a hundred times here, it took me from 
feeling, you know, really good about that series to, all right, I got to pump the brakes a little bit and we still got some things to prove before we are feeling that good about beating that team. He is Nathan Marzian. Follow him on Twitter. Nathan Marzian. Follow me at Sparky Radio. A Bucks get hammered by the Boston Celtics tonight. Thanks for tuning in. If you're on uh, Twitter or on the Odyssey Sports page on YouTube, of course, you can always download these any place you download your favorite podcast. Record on Tuesdays and Thursdays. They're posted on Wednesday and Friday mornings. And Celtics fans, thanks for joining us. That was pretty cool. Again, every one of you in here, join us after we win in the playoffs and beat you guys. I, I want to see all you in here. And if we don't, I'll still be doing one of these. I'm sure I'll still be, you know, I'll be here when we win. I'll be here when we lose. But I'm just saying, I want to see all you here because you guys are, you guys are very loud, very active when, you know, the Celtics are beating us and when things are, you know, going bad for the Bucks. But I don't know, as soon as the Bucks do something well, I don't hear much from them. Well, we'll see how this all plays out. But again, always enjoy people listening on checking out the podcast, Green and Growing. We'll talk to you again next week. Have a good one, y'all. Toodles.